Gosh Daniel podcast. We have lots of things to talk about, and none of them are timely. Yay! So that's that. That's yeah. very interesting. Um, I guess to start off with, we have like a, a question thing for, from the, the Patreons mm-hmm. um, <laughs> asking like, ba- I don't know, I'm kind of taking liberties with this question, but basically what we're going to answer is um, whether like what we want to see from the, um, the what was it, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff uh, Star Wars uh-huh. series. So like what would we want to see yeah. from those movies? And um first of all i would rather not see them if i had a choice (laughs) just because i i don't think Uh i feel like they add a lot of like i feel like they don't make things that aren't rated r and i can go into it very in depth about why i don't think rated r is good for star wars especially because swearing for one doesn't really fit in the universe Sex doesn't really fit in the universe, and, like, I don't know. You don't have to be... The only thing that would work is violence, I guess, but you don't even really need to be too violent. I mean, look at Revenge of the Sith and how, like, horrible and devastating those sorts of things are in that movie. Uh, I mean, just imagine it was in the hands of a good writer, right? And it was, like, actually really well done. But, like, what happens in that movie, you don't actually have to see him like killing children or whatever like it still can be power anyways so i would rather not see those movies but if they were going to make them i think the best place they could do that is in the old republic like if they did a darth bane series which is like kind of notoriously pretty violent and um you know like just dealing with sith i guess would kind of work so maybe that Uh that might work if anything would yeah what do you think um yeah i think you're right and i think the most that they could do i guess is like if they wanted to do something like i guess more their style and more inappropriate in some ways which i wouldn't want them to do they could go like a more like a space pirate kind of route Hmm. and that i guess darker dirtier side of the galaxy where I don't know. They could go there, and I guess that could work or be interesting, but I, I don't... I, I'd rather have them do, like, the Old Republic or something like that. Yeah, just get it away from our precious trilogies. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. If it's going to explode, no I don't want it to please. explode in a way that's going to damage the other movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, right? Just be distant from yeah. it. And if it works, then it works, but if it's a fail, then everything... I guess the rest is safe, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would like yeah. to see James Mangold direct a Star Wars movie, though. I think he'd be really good. And who is he? The director of Logan. Oh, yeah. He would be great. Huh. He would be fantastic. I would like to see him do Darth Bane even more, I think. But What other stuff has he directed, though? Uh, Did he direct He anything? directed The Wolverine, um, oh, which yeah. was actually pretty good. <laughs> no, not not yeah, X-Men it, Origins Wolverine, but the yeah, other one. Yeah, it was better than the Origins one, that's for I sure. actually sincerely enjoyed that when I saw that in the theaters. I thought that was fun. Um, let me think. What else has he done? He did, uh, you know that uh, Johnny Cash biopic I with think, like Joaquin yeah. Phoenix? He did that, actually. Huh. And then on top of that, he did Oliver and Company, that Disney cartoon from like the 80s. <sighs> that's so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, he's Definitely done... a weird mix of genres. It is a very weird mix of genres, but, like, he does good stuff. 
And I think, especially yeah. with, like, his more recent things, he'd be good at, like, an Obi-Wan spinoff or, like, a Darth Bane series or something. Ooh, yes. I'd love that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be good. That's who I want to do things. Like, get get him on board instead of uh, these the Game of Thrones creators. Because I've heard that they aren't very good writers. Like, they're good at adapting. But then once the series started going off of the books and, like, in their own direction, I've heard, like, the storylines and everything just started to stink and got, like, a lot oh, worse. I mean, not everybody thinks that way, but that's the general consensus from what I've heard. So, I don't know. I doesn't seem like they're the kind of people to make a very creative self-contained story like they almost need to adapt so maybe the darth bane trilogy is a good thing for them if they uh-huh. took those from legends but i doubt they would i don't know i guess we'll just have to wait and see where yep. this goes let's wait and see how I mean... far is it how far are they gonna last before they get fired <laughs> yeah exactly that's kind of where it's happening but but did it say that they were gonna direct like direct no them or just write they're writing them. and producing them which is essentially okay. their role for i think game of thrones so so maybe they're good at like setting up well, but just not executing but the 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 thing was that it was good when they were adapting like when their writing was adapting yeah. another book it was fine yeah but when it was doing its own thing it wasn't so like i'm not really sure yeah mm-hmm. i don't know well i'm pretty sure they made things a I lot guess... worse than they even were in the books if if my memory is correct from what I've heard. Well, that's just how it is when adapting, though. Yeah, it's. It, I don't want to see something, like, really gross in a Star Wars movie like that, you know? That, does, uh-huh. that just doesn't fit. Anyways, I go into that um, more in depth on my other podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast, which is called The Scarif Transmission. Um, I had an episode Yay. about that. Where I, it was just me kind of rambling about that for like 20 minutes. So I guess if you're interested for more conversation about that sort of thing, you can go over there. It's also on iTunes and stuff. But um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts before we dive into the, the main topics? No. No? Literally none. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, I saw Lady Bird and you uh-huh. saw Game Night. So, yes, um, Game Night's probably a bit more timely than mine, but mine as an Oscar nominated <laughs> movie is like, there's at least something to talk about still, you know, uh-huh. we, it's still relevant, Yeah, but it's not like a very new movie. So I, I don't want to do like a full review exactly for that one. I think maybe we should for Game Night, but uh-huh. uh, I guess try not to be spoilery, I guess is the, the yeah. name of the game okay. here. Um, I want to. Like, right off the bat, I really, really liked Lady Bird, but I wouldn't exactly suggest it to everybody. Like, it's uh-huh. it it gets pretty uh, mature, I guess. At times, it is a, is a good way to put. It. There's a lot more sexual content than needs to be there. I'll put it that way, and it, it kind mm-hmm. of hampered my enjoyment of the movie in some parts. But everything else, like when it wasn't dealing with that kind of thing, it was really, really good and painfully realistic to the point where it was like very gut-wrenching um i don't know it it was very well written very real but it uh is not exactly appropriate so i wouldn't exactly recommend everybody go see it but i do think that it deserves the oscar nominations it got for the most part so Uh um i know that laurie metcalf got um 
nominated for what was it best supporting actress and that i think she definitely deserves like if anybody deserves best supporting actress it's her i i know daphne keen is also like if if she was nominated uh then maybe she should win from logan but she wasn't so i'm gonna go and say laurie metcalf should win because she was incredible and i don't know that was probably the best performance of the movie honestly but that was the mother right Okay. Which is really good. Um, very unconventional way of telling a story because it wasn't really a plot, you know? It wasn't a movie. Uh-huh, one of those. It, it, was just a, it wasn't a movie. It wasn't like trying to be Chris Nolan or something. But, it, 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 you know, it just kind of like felt like real life. It felt like a year of somebody's high school, you know? And that's what it was. It was uh-huh. uh, her, like, senior year and that's pretty much all it was. And I, I appreciated that. And then it kind of, you could say it ends where she goes off to college, I guess. And I don't know. It was very, 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 very well done. And I'm a big fan of it, but I would still give it like four and a half stars because I think the sex actually just kind of took away from it. Um, it Uh was just, it didn't need to be there. Like the movie could have meant something more without it. So, I would give it four and a half stars point for sure. on Letterboxd, but okay. that, that puts it at like, oh my. I don't know. I'd give it like 16 or 17 out of 18. I like Francis Ha more, which is Greta oh, Gerwig's that's, other, that's interesting. other movie. Yeah, I, I think really? I think Francis Ha's better in some ways because Francis Ha makes less mistakes. There, are, uh-huh. uh, it, it, Francis Ha has a kind of dreamlike quality to its realism. Whereas Lady Bird is just like straight, I can immediately um, sympathize, I guess, to some extent, as a, you know, a high school student. It, like I kind of understand the kinds of difficulties she's going through and whatever, but it doesn't feel as um, fanciful or there's there's not really much humor to it. It's not very light. So as far as my personal enjoyment. I think uh, Francis Haw's better, but as far as just like the value of what the story is trying to tell, I think if you're discerning, like Lady Bird's probably more worth it there. I don't know. Uh huh. They both aren't perfect movies, but they're both very good, and they they both are decent at realism. I think, and the dialogue is good in both. So yeah. Um, I totally get what you're saying though when. Like, you mean that, like, Francis Ha was dreamlike? Because it really was. Yeah, it was like the combination of the soundtrack, just how the, you know, how Francis looked at life and, um, like, the difficulty she was going through and the fact that, like, throughout the whole time she was a dreamer, you know? Like, she yeah. she had this fanciful dream of becoming a dancer. And, well, you don't see her, like... I don't want to spoil it too much, but like by the end of the movie, she hasn't like lost her, um, her, uh, what's it called? Like her really positive outlook on life, I guess, but she's kind of tempered it and added a bit of logic to it. Um, yeah. Whereas with Lady Bird, she's just always just angry and, uh, upset and wants what she wants. And then, I don't know. She doesn't really like, go and and start realizing that you know there's realism to the world she just she wants there to be realism and is done living in a place where 
she feels like it doesn't mean anything, I guess. So it's kind of opposite uh-huh. character So it's like Francis, Francis Haw is like after Lady Bird. It's like <laughs> when you want um, the, I guess, that point of, of realism to come into play. You're like, okay, I, I'll just watch Francis Haw now after having seen Lady Bird. Like for, Lady Bird is just more real and more painful to watch and and very hard uh-huh. to watch i think in some points but francis has like okay i need a breather but i also want something that has yeah. you know artistic value so okay yeah i mean i think it's so cool how like francis haw is all in black and white and it's it's interesting cuz it it gives it like this compressed feeling almost yeah. i don't know if it's with a lot of like the tight shots and the fact that it's like the the type of black and white too, like the grade of black mm-hmm. and white. I don't know. It just like the whole style of that movie is so interesting and gives off like a, a, such a unique vibe. I guess yeah. that it's kind of sticks with you, um, which is cool. Yeah, I'd say it so. remains one of my favorite movies. I like it. Okay, and where where does Lady Bird fall though? Um, I, I, it doesn't like make my top twenty or anything, but. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did it come out this year or was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah, it came out last year. Um, well, I think in like December or late November or something like that. Yeah, right. Okay. So if I were to put it like in that list I have of uh the movies of 2017, it probably lands um hmm, I'd say like number 3 or 4, which puts it so it's either above The Last Jedi or above Logan for me, I think. Okay. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't, like, the number one movie of the year, but it was just a very emotional movie for me. I think it was probably one of the only movies I've, like, legitimately felt like crying, you know? Like, it, it's... It, it's. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's something about it. I appreciate it while not entirely thinking it's it's perfect so maybe like the number three or four movie of the year for me okay so so did it meet your expectations or did it like where does that fall um yeah i'd say it did in some ways it it i went into that movie thinking it was going to be very like emotional and realistic and kind of sad and depressing um and and it gave me that, but I wasn't really expecting it to be like, at the same time, very. Uh, I guess. I I didn't expect Lady Bird to be that much of um, kind of a delinquent. I guess is the way to put it. Huh. Like. Okay. I I expected like a. I expected her to be a bit more like Francis. I guess I expected her to be, um, kind of idealistic and she wasn't at uh-huh. all so did, did you watch the trailer before seeing yeah. the movie yeah i did a few times okay i i only say that because it like for me the trailer gave off a very like delinquent well right no i knew she'd be a delinquent of some sort but not to the extent that she was where it's like every decision she makes is terrible and she's very mean <laughs> you know <laughs> okay yeah like she's not the she's she's still a sympathetic character where like you can understand where she's coming from and stuff, but it doesn't exactly feel like there's a lesson to be learned. It's not that kind of story. It's just too real for that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I enjoyed it still. I just think, like, yeah, 
remove the the sex scenes and that sort of thing and it's a lot better of a movie so yeah all right um but yeah moving on to game night um i guess you tell me about that oh game night yeah so i mean i was actually kind of looking forward to it just because of the good reviews and it's just i've been kind of waiting for a good comedy to come out um and the fact that it got good reviews even great reviews for a comedy you know um like with rotten tomatoes you know normally they're like in the 40s or like 50s 60s sometimes but in the 80s it's like yeah that's yeah that's good that's it was exciting so um so i mean i i don't know like with r rated comedies you always have to be careful because there usually is like a lot of inappropriate content and that kind of thing um but luckily like it was a lot of just references but never like i guess i don't know I, I just, I don't appreciate exactly those scenes. I think like you were mentioning from Lady Bird, it kind of takes away from the story. Yeah. Especially when you try to make like it, it comedic or something. I don't know. It just never really works for me. Um, so thankfully there wasn't a lot of that in this movie. I mean, there was a, like the references sometimes were like kind of heavy and uh, I don't know, stupid, but it was still like, it didn't fully take away from the, the overall plot or point, I guess, which was cool. And a lot of the the movie... Um, I was left like really curious, like really into it, you know, to the point where I was like, like by the time it ended, I'm like, wow, that went by really fast. Like I was so invested in everything that was happening. There wasn't a point where I was just like, okay, this movie is starting to drag on a bit, I guess, even though some like shots and some scenes kind of dragged on in a humorous sense. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a bad dragging, I guess. I don't know. Um, so but once, like, I guess thinking about it from, like, a story perspective, it definitely, it was weird because it was almost like it had, like, themes of a generic action comedy movie plot. Um, but it also had these cool twists or these cool, like, just scenes, these thematic scenes that happen that would really get you excited about what's going on, mm. I guess. And so... And just the humor, the humor was so great that like each character, you didn't get to spend a lot of time with some of the like the non non the non main characters, I guess, which is and the main characters were Rachel McAdams and um, the other dude. And I feel bad that the other his dude name is slipping my mind. Yeah. The, her husband, which is. Oh, gosh. Um, Not even going to tell me his out. name, please. No, no. Uh, like it's I, I don't know I, I remember Rachel McAdams which makes me happy so well, that's um that's not the one to remember come on man yeah that's true uh no it's it starts with an M maybe see if you can figure this out uh, but it does not start uh, okay. with an M <laughs> okay thank you for for that help um I. I the the dude that was in the dude that was in that one show that was good. You don't um, even know the name about. of the show. Okay, if you give me the name of the show, Arrested Development. Okay, there you go, Jason. Bateman, Arrested Development. Then. Jason Bateman. Yes, Jason Batman. I'd always think of that, <laughs> but with an E. He was in Zootopia. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they were like really like they had strong like character development, I guess. And that was like the main point of it. And, you you know, you you followed through with their characters, but like the assisting 
um like the assisting characters were still pretty good like even though you didn't get to spend a lot of time with them you still cared about them and it it was weird having like caring for characters in like uh this kind of comedy i guess mm. which was different cuz i don't think like with comedies you ever care about the characters that much um and that's what kind of makes it so like it gives me a bad taste in my mouth whenever i watch like a bad comedy <laughs> i guess so um but this one had like multiple layers to it where it was just like uh, it was cuz it of course like i just said it had strong story strong characters and accompanying that like cool techniques and style of filmmaking like with the cinematography and all that stuff and so all of that coupled together it just worked i guess which was pretty great so yeah by the end of it i was fulfilled and it was just a solid movie and for the fa- like and i gave it a lot of more um credit just because of the genre that it's in you know oh right um, yeah so basically, yeah, that's why I think it's a standout for me, just because of all that it did and the genre that it was in. So, so I yeah. didn't realize, but the, the, um, that movie was uh, directed by the the writers of Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, yes, it was, <laughs> and it was also, and I believe they also directed the remake of Vacation. Oh, or wrote it. They wrote the remake of Vacation, and you know everyone hated that movie. So, it was definitely. I don't know. Well, I think. Apparently, they're signed yeah, on to do Flashpoint as well. That's interesting. Yes, those are the same people. It's just really weird, I guess, with them. Maybe they'll make it work. Uh, we really don't They've know. They've had some like really but, big I mean, hits and some really big misses. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It seems like... I don't know. Either that's just like the craft for like some people. That's just how it works. Some people can hit or miss. Yeah, I guess that is um, kind of Steven Spielberg. Except I would argue that he hasn't really had a very good movie in quite a while but you know sadly yeah. <laughs> and i don't think you're gonna be uh you, you, i don't think you have much hope for ready player one as yeah. I, I hear uh, i yeah. mean currently um, i'm not really into the book i don't know there's there's hope that he could do it better than the book did it but uh-huh. i don't know i'm not super super yeah. into it i wasn't gonna get into that until the review of that movie though <laughs> uh-huh um, yeah, I'm so sorry. I just totally you ruined, uh, you ruined you know, everything. Uh, I just ruined the the anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyways, back to the review. If I'm doing this formally, I'll give the plot a 17 out of 18, just because the I felt like the screenplay was just it was a strong script, and the combination of it being executed actually well um, was really nice. And you can you can kind of tell that they put a lot of work into this movie and it's not like, you know, like with every movie, there's a lot of work put into it. Um, but with comedies, you can kind of tell when they're just being cheap or they're right. being, you know, they, they aren't like, it, it just doesn't have the quality. Comedies you know? are and hard with this, because like you have, true. when you're directing something, like a lot of the times, You'll you'll get in to do something and you've written something that'll work really well. And then just by the way you film it or the time constraints you have, the pacing can get off and the editing, like that kind of thing. Like yep. it makes it so much harder in something like a comedy uh, and to actually like nail timing and that sort of thing uh, and delivery yeah. um, when, it, you know, they're not like feeding off of the audience exactly is, is kind of a feat, I think. Yeah. And it was so crazy that this movie kind of, 
I don't know, it bypassed all of that. And it was actually like, it was, a, it was so much fun. Um, but with all, also being intellectual, but still kind of dumb because it's a comedy. So yeah, right. I don't know. It's, it's all over the place. It didn't like make the um, but in Edgar the, Wright in level the best way possible. Of comedy. Oh yeah, definitely not. Okay. But it it was still. It, I think it's more mainstream than that. Um, Which definitely more mainstream maybe than that. Not a that good type thing. of humor. It yeah, like I I don't think we'll appreciate it as something unique or something different because it's still that like genericy type movie. Um, but it's still, I'll still appreciate it for what it is mm-hmm. um, because there's some like. 17 out of 18 for the story and the plot, but for the characters, like, it, I, I I could easily say 17 for all, honestly, because I'd give the movie, like, a 17 out of 18 in total. Um, yeah. Like, characters were 17 out of 18, but, like, the style or something unique about, I don't know, the way that they filmed it, like, I'd give it an 18 out of 18, because there's some shots that go on for so long, like, some, you know, like, action-y shots, I guess that like just don't cut and it's so cool <laughs> um like there's just this one scene where uh, it, this is a spoiler um but where they're like tossing around this like you know this decorative egg thing or whatever and it's like just like the the, the situation that they're in is so unrealistic and is so dumb but like the way that the scene is executed is just so great and it's so like i don't know i was so invested in what was going that's on that's cool which was cool to like have in a comedy movie like this so i love yeah. it when they and just go just the extra was... mile to just film something well you know like you don't need to do that yeah but when you do, it really does add to the experience it gets the audience on your side it's so true though and they just did all all sorts of other stuff that just made it for me and like it had its own aesthetic i think which was so cool and was so rare once again to find it in a type of movie like yeah. this so yeah i'll give it a 17 out of 18 overall and like i said um 17 out of 18 for plot um 17 out of 18 for characters and 18 out of 18 for like the special stuff i guess so yeah right yeah well that's cool i mean i guess i should go back and, and talk about ladybird like i'll give ladybird uh like i honestly think uh 18 out of 18 for like characters 18 out of 18 for story and for the way it was, like, produced and stuff like that, there are no errors. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And, in fact, I kind of like the concept. Like, the cinematogra- cinematographer talked about wanting to make it seem like a dream. And looking back on it, like, I was trying to find that in the movie as I was watching it. Like, does it look like a dream? And I realized, like, what uh-huh. they're trying to do is not make it seem like a dream, but make you remember it like a dream, kind of. Like, you don't – it's not huh. too – heavy on details it's heavy on like kind of communicating emotions and like some things stand out colorfully and other things are just kind of boring and bland and drab and it it almost like the way i look back at it and remember it is kind of like it was a dream like i don't remember lots of details Uh i just remember like the very basic things about it and i don't know usually with movies like if it's good cinematography you'll you'll remember very specific details of that was beautiful but like the way that they tried to do that with this movie was like, so you kind of won't remember too much. And I like that. Like, honestly, <laughs> it, it works for what they were trying to do. So, like, while it isn't, like, particularly stunning, 
that's not the point of it. And in fact, it's kind of trying not to do that. So I'd still give it an 18 out of 18. Everything is like across the board with that movie is pretty much an 18 out of 18. It's just that there's just kind of too much content there. And while that isn't the story, that isn't really the characters, that isn't really the way they made the movie, it's just something that they could have left out and like didn't need to be there. But at the same time, it didn't like, I don't know. So yeah, it's still it's still like a 16 or 17 out of 18 movie. But that's kind of based on my personal like beliefs and preferences, I guess, rather than the movie in some ways. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, pretty much everything across the board, 18 out of 18, but I'll still give it like a 16 or 17 just based on my like subjective score for it, I guess. Okay, then. Yeah. But you give it a 16, though? Like, yeah, I mean, it sounds really low. I don't know. A 16 out of 18, like, if you're actually, like, calculating it in percentages, isn't, like, overly low. But maybe 17 out of 18 is a bit more fair for actually what I felt about the movie. Uh I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess let's just say 17 out of 18 because that... It was just that it was kind of everywhere. Like, the things that were, uh-huh. like, just kind of disgusting and didn't actually really add to the story. I mean, while it didn't exactly take away from it, you could argue, like, it didn't add to the story at all. And it was just constant throughout the movie. I don't know. I uh-huh. It was enough of a problem. But, I, you know, enough of a problem to make it 17 out of 18, not 18, I guess. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm very nice That's to movies, I think, there. still. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we don't really give many I movies like... under 16. Yeah, it's weird, because for some things, like, we're both generous in the sense for movies, but in different parts, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but, like, what's your overall score? The For, it, it like, it probably is in the 16 or 17 out of 18 Okay, I mean, it, if we're going by percentages, 16's like an 89, and a 17's like a 94-ish. Oh, so. well, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Like 16.5, then maybe. Yeah. Like I said 17, but realistically, probably like 16.5, right. so, yeah. Cool. Because it, like, it was, it surprised me, and that that's probably helping the, the case for it, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, these scores are... Uh, like when we're going through each category, it's not exactly we're trying to be a bit more obje- objective, but I kind of want to clarify when we're giving it a final score. It's not like this is an objectively perfect movie if it's 18 out of 18. It's just based on our enjoyment. If something's hampering it a little bit, then it's kind of a 17. If something's hampering it a lot, you know, it could be, you know, a 16. But if something's like if the movie all around is just unenjoyable or bland, you know, it'll be pretty low. So. Yeah, I guess yeah, exactly. understand that these these ratings are subjective and mean absolutely nothing. I recommend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't recommend you go see all of these that. movies, even if I like them. So, yeah. uh huh. I mean, there's there's a thing. It's like uh, where you have to think about like watch at your own risk. I already saw it, so I can give my opinions. Yeah. But you know, that's kind of what how it goes. Maybe I guess. we could but be a bit more like clear about when we're being subjective and objective though i was thinking about it a bit more recently yeah. and I, I don't know that might be cool to just be yeah and there's there's also like another discussion to be had about like when in art 
like to when is it justified to like put inappropriate stuff like that in art I, I don't know like if you think about paintings or sculptures from long ago you know they have these like nude sculptures or whatever but it's like it's art so well, right you know it's justified yeah but like and in movies and in film I guess I don't know I guess my point is it wasn't that that element of the story like didn't fit because it did Uh honestly like it it fit the story and it in some ways developed it but it was like kind of just too graphic and explicit at times and that's the kind of thing that like game of thrones it's just you don't need to show everything in order to convey the point that you're trying to make and also you need to have a point behind it if you're going to do it you know yeah. And it didn't feel like there uh-huh. there was a point to, to it in Lady Bird, I think. I'm not really sure. I can't really speak for Game of Thrones, but from everything I've heard, it doesn't seem like <laughs> there is, uh, other than getting uh-huh. a larger viewership. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I would say just if it were a bit less explicit, maybe that would, that's kind of all, I guess. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, rate, I rate it this that's... way, just, you know, based on that was kind of just, it was just kind of annoying that they that they did that, and they they could have told that story, kept in those elements, which honestly weren't like horrible things to add into a movie about like teenagers and like senior year of high school, and like it fit, just you know too much time devoted to it, I guess, in a way that uh-huh. wasn't really extremely well developed, you know. Yeah, I think it's an interesting aspect, almost that. I, I, I see a lot of reviewers overlook, I yeah. guess. And I think that's... I don't know. It's important, I think, to be able to, like, discuss whether that degrades a movie or, like, the personal experience someone has right. for the movie, you know? And I think I'd have less so. of a problem with it if there was, like, more talking about, like, you know... Because the whole thing is basically Ladybird fighting with her mom. And, like, if it were this thing where, you know, her mom was, like, not okay with her sleeping with people or whatever then like maybe the extra time they devoted to it would have made sense. But overall it was just attempting to add to the atmosphere of high school and delinquents and not getting along with your parents and that sort of thing. And it was kind of part of the atmosphere while not like entirely, you know, like that wasn't like a main point of the movie. So because it wasn't Uh a main point of the movie, you could have devoted a lot less time to it. I guess. Yeah. And it yeah. would have been yeah, I see more, uh, I guess it would have been less annoying and irritating to watch <laughs> because of that, I guess. So uh-huh. yeah, that's all. No, I, I, I get that. Like it, it's upsetting almost, I guess. Um, I, it's weird. Cause I, I remember like we, we talked about this after I'd watched it follows. Oh, right. So. Yeah. Cause yeah, that was like, it's hard because there's such an interesting concept or such an interesting story and it's kind of captivating, but then there's just all this stuff and it's like, you have to debate whether it's even worth it, I guess. Yeah. You know, to a point where... And I think what Lady Bird was trying to do, which might be different than It Follows, is it was still trying to make a point about that kind of thing. And depending Uh on, I guess, your interpretation of the movie, it's either like talking about how that kind of sucks and that's the way it is, or it's you know, kind of, um, what's the word? It's kind of uh, denouncing that. It it depends on, on the way you look at it. But I feel like there's at least, 
like it brings up some sort of moral question rather than it that's just uh uh-huh. that's i don't know whereas i think it follows as like randomly and kind of weirdly surrounding that if i'm correct yeah no yeah so, you're right i don't know i feel like those are two different instances but um yeah overall i feel like that is kind of an overlooked part of movies just based on the world view of most critics i guess you know most of the world doesn't really yeah. look at that kind of thing as as big a deal as i i guess i would tend to think of it so i don't know yeah kind of down to my I mean, opinion of morality rather than somebody else's yeah. so that for for that reason i'm not going to like give a movie like like completely like boycott the movie cuz you know there's just there's value to everything, you know, like when it's art yeah. and it's told in a way that it knows what it's talking about and it's being realistic and it's trying to make a point. It doesn't matter if I agree with that point or agree with the content of that movie, um, because you can find value in art that you disagree with, I think. You know, Uh huh. I, I don't even still. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like a worthless movie because of that. Like, I still really liked that movie. I mean, it's one of the only movies to really like make me cry like i i really kind of connected with that movie and i think a lot of what it has to say is very good and and true to life and stuff so like it's 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 art Uh at the end of the day and um you know it's it's not art exactly coming from the worldview that i believe in but you can learn a lot from a worldview you don't believe in i guess so yeah, that's that's true. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can always just go and look at the IMDb parents guide. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're concerned about seeing a movie beforehand, I don't know. I, I that's what I always do though when a movie is like R or something. <laughs> I'll just do yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's the the best thing. I used to use some like plugged in, but it was like plugged in it was is almost, like ridiculous. Like, weird Oh my gosh! It's, there's, it's so biased. It's it got kind of annoying. Yeah, because they'll give so a movie a like, bad you know rating. What? Like that's what I don't want to do. Is they're not looking at movies as art. They're like, oh well, somebody said the f word, so this movie is a one out of five. It's like the stupidest yeah. thing ever. Um, but yeah, yeah. Really now annoying. the only reason I I really wanted to talk about that kind of thing is just because I'm I'm just nervous that like some homeschooled family will like go out and see one of these movies because we've talked about it or something like that. Like just, just. Are you bashing on homeschooled families? Well, no, homeschooled please. families tend to have different moral values, okay? And they tend to be more conservative in their values, and that's cool, and that's fine, and that's great, and for the most part, I agree with that. But even still, I'm just concerned that somebody's gonna go see a movie and like, gosh, that was horrible, you know? Like just, you know, I, I, yeah. I do want to. I can't believe those those people talked about it on that well podcast. no i'm less concerned about that sort of thing just more like i don't know <laughs> you know you don't want to review a movie and say i recommend everybody go see this like i wouldn't say i recommend yeah. you take your small children to see logan uh-huh so, i don't know anyways yep that's that's it i think for me at least i i feel like i've i've talked about everything i have to say about that movie enough at least for now so have yeah. you said everything you need uh, to say? Yeah. Same here. Cool. Yep. We've we've really just talked a whole lot on this podcast. Look at us talking. We talked for uh, almost 40 minutes, whereas our other episodes go like an hour. 
And we talked about more Look movies than we normally do. <laughs> being consistent. Uh, but yeah, there was like no news. Great. Oh, well, wait, we could talk about Annihilation and maybe why we probably aren't going to go see it or review it. At least for me. I'm going to, I'm trying to okay. go see it. No, well, I don't think I, I want to go see, see it, it very badly. Like, if everybody's very, going and yeah. somebody invites me, I guess I'll go. But like, I'm not really going to be chomping at the bit because I've heard it's not good. So. I've heard it's okay. It's I've just gone, not, it's, like, phenomenal. It's gone back and forth. Like, I've seen reviews where people are like, it's the best thing since Arrival. And then other people are like, no. <laughs> hated it. Like, zero connection to it. And, like, both ways from, like, reviewers that I kind of tend to value their opinions, I guess. So, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But I'm going to lean towards, based off of what I saw in the trailer, I didn't think it was going to be extremely good and thoughtful to begin with and it doesn't sound like it is like that's not really what people are liking about it i don't think so uh, uh, i i, I think know. that the ending i think that the ending just leaves for a lot of interpretation from what i've heard it just follows horror t- movie tropes which annoys me can be i mean it can be taken in a good way or a bad right. way like i i the, the i i mean i didn't watch any spoiler reviews on it but i did watch some like other reviews and they say like the main problem is that maybe people couldn't digest all of it in one viewing which is kind mm. of interesting an interesting thing to say because it's like it's so easy to miss a point and i i kind of yeah i feel like i could understand what like how that could happen um with a movie like this like i i can imagine like i haven't seen it yet that's why i'm so curious to see it to know if i'm right i guess um so yeah i i'm, I'm still excited about it i mean i think it's interesting how it's all working out in like the rest of the world where it's being released, you know, on Netflix in like, what is it like two or three weeks? So, um, but here we have it in the theater. And I mean, I, I, I think what it was, was the director, he had like the studio said, okay, you have to change the, like how it ha- like ends, I guess, or something like that. Or you have to change it up. And he was like, no, I'm not changing it. And so they're like, all right, then we'll only release it in the theaters in America then. So, huh. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yep. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm not like writing it off, but I've heard it compared enough to Cloverfield Paradox and the fact that it like it just ends. Ugh. I mean, that it follows all those dumb horror movie tropes in like a sci fi movie and uh all everybody who's like supposed to be extremely intelligent gets very stupid by the end and that sort of thing just <laughs> to make it more scary. Yeah. You know? That's the kind of thing I'm mm-hmm. just like annoyed at like that kind of thing always annoys me in movies like that and yeah yeah. like you have a group of people in the beginning and then the main character is the only one left alive by the end and everybody else gets really like they're rocket scientists and they're intelligent and they're like sherlock holmes but then you know after like one second in like the dangerous situation they're like you know what i should open that that room i should walk off by myself and open the room that i hear a monster in and uh also not hold my gun with me um i should leave that on the table like that sort of thing would just piss me off i that that would just be so annoying in a movie for me like i I don't know i feel like everything has to choose lazy and dumb yeah like you have to choose whether you're going to be like whether your characters are smart or dumb and you have to be consistent but not only consistency but there has to be some sense of realism like, it doesn't have to be completely realistic, right? But some sense of realism. Uh, and, and consistency I think impo- is not realistic. Uh, inconsistency, I mean. Yeah. 
uh, in that way. But like unpredictability, though. Yeah, you just, know, that's... just to make it unpredictable, you have to like change how the characters work. That's the kind of thing that just it's lazy writing at the end of the day. I, I can't yeah. think of how to kill this character off. Um, well, how about you just make them stupid? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, or don't make it like, okay, them walking really slowly towards something and the music getting like really intense equals them basically dying. Right. I don't know. So, you don't know, follow tropes. Ugh. Don't make your characters stupid when they're smart. Don't make your characters smart when they're I mean, stupid. Just be consistent. Be it's slightly tempting realistic. To, though. I understand how it would be it's tempting, tempting. too, but it's just, I don't think that holds a lot of artistic credibility if you're just being lazy, you know? Yeah, it's so. true. Anyways, that's And, and I feel like sense. with a movie like this, it could be really artistic yeah. and deep, I guess. That would be cool. So. And like, if it is then I'm I'm really glad that, that another one of those movies exists, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I will see it if it I, is. I, but, like, it doesn't uh-huh. sound like it is. So that's making me sad. I mean, Ryan Johnson liked it, so. Well, I guess that is something good in its favor. Well, yeah, it depends I, on who I, you I are. I saw him tweet about it. Because <laughs> some people... Yeah hate ryan johnson now and that's just sad oh i forgot yeah i'm like living in my own bubble and i forget that people don't like him it's weird like i don't he's never like done something like horrible and people are like acting like he's like the spawn of satan himself or something and he's he's just a really 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 nice guy like a really nice guy like from everything anybody said he is one of the nicest people in hollywood so it's just so mean that people are like tweeting him like f off and die and like things like that it's like there's more hate towards him than there is for people who are actually horrible you know like kevin spacey didn't get a bunch of tweets like that (laughs) like he honestly if you compare it like he didn't he just got off of twitter immediately yeah like I actually, I went on there. I was curious. I'm like, how many like, like hate messages has he gotten on here? And it's like nothing, honestly. But, but what? Ryan Johnson's getting I mean, stuff every know, second Star of Wars his fans. life. Poor guy. And those Star Wars fans are brutal. And they're not Star Wars well, fans. Like, if you are just dedicating yourself to hating on somebody as a person and telling them you wish they were dead and that sort of thing, like. Because you're such a fan of something, that doesn't that's that is like illogical, and that doesn't make you a fan of something. That now you're a hater of something. So, mm-hmm. that's real deep, right there. Once again, that's my useless two cents on the matter. So, cool. No, I I like it. I I like us talking about things that are fun. Yeah, we're talking about movies, cool. so I guess that's something. Yay! Which is what um, we're supposed to well, do I don't know if we're ending this now, but. If, yeah, if, you, if the listener wants, if you want to give us a five-star review on iTunes, that'd be so no, great. Man, that'd you be know what? Best. I I have like low standards, so I'd even accept a four-star review, you know what? but nothing lower. I would not accept a four-star review. I think five stars is what we deserve. and um, But I feel like four stars is fair. Well, it may be fair, but it's not going to get as many listeners. As five stars. So that's and true. No one listens I'm to four-star sure people. We want to be don't we winners. we have a four-star review? I think we have a four-star review on there. We yeah, do. we have like but we have like what? three or four five-star reviews or something, or five of them or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. Uh-huh. It's good, and that's the best thing you can do to help us out, and I love it so much. And if you write a little thing about it, if you write a little thing, 
um, that makes me even more happy with my life and um, more people listen. And uh, yeah, it's great. And uh, let's see what else. Um, we have Twitter at Gosh Daniel Pod. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gosh Daniel. Thank you to our new patron, uh, by the way, who is, oh, we haven't come up with a name. Oh, gosh, that's embarrassing. The, the Schmeckeldorf family. It was a, a whole family who, who do that. They're now giving uh, $10 a month, so thank you to them. Thank you to the Schmeckeldorf oh, family. Oh, so generous. Um, as well as he who wishes to not be named Muffin Princess 1000, Hunt the Bunt Gunter Schmunter, and Noreen. Noreen is like Yay, the, look the at all share the or the, the prince of our uh, of our podcast. You know, only one name. Uh, very mysterious kind of a figure. Noreen. Uh-huh. Yep. Noreen. We should we should like make a feature film and call it Noreen. I already have. Oh. Yep. Wow, that was fast. No, I did that I did was that years good? ago, yeah. It it got uh you know, reception was kinda so so, I guess, but I thought it was good. Oh man. It was like, it was my masterpiece, you know, it was it was like mute. Oh, by the oh, way, please. I tried. I tried watching Mute today. I, I like started the first few you minutes. Did? It's garbage, which makes yeah. me so. I watched sad. like. I watched an interview with the director, and like he directed Moon and stuff. And I watched the trailer for Moon, and it looked really cool. And then he did Warcraft, I guess. And now it's just. It's really sad because he's like, probably... I've been working on this thing. It's basically his uh, Book of Henry, where he's like, I've been working on this for like it my is. whole career, and it's really what I wanted to make. And I finally got the budget, and I got Paul Rudd in it, and and it's gonna be great. And I'm really excited. It's my my love, you know, my passion project. And I'm watching it, and it's like, okay, well, the visuals are a ripoff of Blade Runner. That's cool. And then the writing is bad. The way the story is handled is lame. <sighs> And it's it's just so sad because it's like everything I've heard about this guy seems like he's great. Like he seems like he's a great guy. And then on top of that, he's David Bowie's son, so that's pretty cool. But like, uh, sad that <laughs> it's so funny to think though that like all these passion projects they always turn out like bad. The Book of Henry and Mute. Yeah, like they're like this is what I wanted to start off my career doing, and we're like, well, you better be glad you didn't start off your career doing that. Well, it's always because... just the fact that people spend too long on that. If you're trying to get it pushed, like keep pushing it and you keep rewriting it and stuff, then you become blind to the fact that it's awful and you keep changing it yeah. over like 20 years. I mean, if you look at something that ended up becoming a masterpiece, I'm, you know, chances are it wasn't the one that had 30 that wasn't like that was like 30 years in the making and had like you know it was all just one guy's vision yeah. over you know developing over 30 years and had no time limits or constraints and no budget constraints it's always the movie like the movies like the original blade runner or the original star wars that have a relatively small budget a lot of problems in the filmmaking you know the writing has to go a bit faster that kind of thing you know yeah, and then it just—that's works what out. turns out it's well, amazing. right? And I—it's not the things that like take hundreds of years and you know keep getting rewritten. At that point, it's so funny because there's no like insurance or assurance at all that like you'll make a good product by the end. By the time you start, right. you're like, okay, we're starting, and it's going to be good now because we have something. And good that's here. why you keep moving. But on. it's like there you has can't to hold back and like it's stay l- focused on yeah. one thing. It's it's legitimately like the process that makes or breaks something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 
So it's 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 a weird kind of like passion that people have, and it's like it's a love and hate relationship almost. Yeah. Personally, I, th- I I find it to be that way. Yeah, there has to be um, difficulty with it. It's not just all whatever you want. There has to be clash with other people. It has to. I don't know. We talked about that a little bit more on the uh, Patreon episode that we put up recently, actually. I mean, not to plug it, but also yeah. to plug it. Um, yeah. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's just not a very easy thing to just, you, you, if there's no bumps in the road, then it's not going to turn out well, basically. And that's such an interesting thing to say. Like, the process of filmmaking is the struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... It's almost poetic, actually, which is weird. It is. But that's that's what movies are all about. Poetry. <sighs> Poetry and defining life well, I, and the meaning of wonder. I believe we've plugged everything. Oh, wait, there's a full yeah, archive like... of our episodes. Uh, gosh, Daniel, ranstopblogspot.com oh. or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. it. Um, I don't know. Should we record a Patreon episode now? I bet we could, because we, we didn't put should. one up this Friday, did we? No, we so, did not, because we're fans. Well, no, it's every other, so it's like a bi-weekly that's thing. True. So maybe that's what we're going to do next. Bi-weekly. So let's do that. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again for listening, and we hope that you have a blessed well, day or evening. people. Uh, conclusion. Lady Bird is fantastic, but uh, depending on who you are, maybe don't see it. Um, and game night is a thing, so... Yeah, and it's kind of the same for Game Night, except Game Night's an entirely different movie with different circumstances, and you, you can't even compare them. But it still has its own level of comedy and, and inappropriacy and stuff like that. <laughs> so good, goodbye now. That's my favorite new word. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of trying right, to think of words, so I'm coming Every up with words now. now. We're gonna have Daniel's inappropriacy scale. My inappropriate. Yay! That sounds yeah, really cool. exciting. Okay. Right. Yay. Okay. Goodbye See now. Yep.